On the Riabu podcast this week, we're going to do something extra special. We're going to focus on some of the responses that we've had from participants in our course. So in case you're not yet aware, we have a course on udemy.com uh, all about how to get your invoices paid on time, every time. And part of the course requires participants to complete a credit policy because as Simon Littlewood, who's sitting right next to me, always says, you have to have a credit policy on the inside because if you don't get your customers to sign off on one, it's as good as not having one. And so that way you have a document that everybody can agree on, both internally and externally. So Simon, we've had quite a variety of responses to this particular assignment. We have, we've had, but we've had great responses. Um, people are obviously thinking about this. And, and, and to your point, one of the issues is that many companies don't want to raise the issue of on-time payment early on in their relationships with customers because they feel that it may interfere with the process of selling their, promoting their product or their service. And the problem with that is that the first time that you raise it then is after you've sent an invoice and you're asking for payment. And the problem with that is that creates an adversarial situation which is not based on any firm agreement and the likelihood that you won't be paid on time is very high. So the thing about a credit policy is it serves two purposes. One, it ensures that you as a company are aligned on how you expect your customers to behave when it comes to payment and it cannot be repeated enough. And secondly, that that, as you said a minute ago, is then put in writing and agreed, explicitly agreed with by your customers before they get the good or the service that you're selling them. Indeed. And so in the next uh, couple of minutes, we're going to take you through three of the responses that are indicative of the sort of responses that we're getting through the Udemy platform when we've set that assignment, how to write your credit policy. And I, let's start with the longest one. Um, because, you know, obviously we want the learnings for this particular participant to be available to everyone. So this particular long one stretches over some pages. It's not yet complete, but what are some of the key things that you're seeing in it? For example, does it have to be as long as this particular participant has made it? Um, well, I mean, I, I, I'm, just, I'm encouraged by the fact that a lot of thought has gone into this. Uh, there are a couple of issues with having a long and complicated policy. Uh, does anyone read it? I mean, is the first thing. I mean, if you get a document uh, which has some key commercial terms at the top and then lots and lots and lots of small print at the back, yes. unless you're a lawyer and now you're paid to do that, to, to both create the small print and to read it, mm -hmm. uh, do you actually read it? Well, I think we know the answer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's almost like you could write a very long credit policy so that nobody reads it. Um, but that's really not the point. And one it? of the things we tried to do, you know, in, in, the, in the templates that we provided is, is to provide a, a compromise. So you need to be very clear about what the key terms are but you don't need to over-engineer it. I have to say, actually, I think this is generally very good. Um, and uh, and uh, it shows that individual terms have been quite carefully thought about um, and that terms are signed and accepted by each and every customer, which is really important. Um, you're already off to a good start. Um, yes, but one thing which I guess was a bit sneaky on our behalf, when we set this assignment in the Udemy course, it is, of course, that only one person takes the course at a time. Yeah. But you do need to have your entire team or at least certain key members of the team involved in writing it. Yes, I mean, one of the things you will have heard me say often is that even in very large companies, receivables is an orphan. By that I mean that it doesn't have too many parents who own it. So very often... <laughs> in other words, you, nobody wants to talk about well, it. Well, because it's perceived as being a difficult topic. And that's partly caused by the fact that 
nobody talks about receivables until it's already an issue. In other words, it's already become adversarial because receivables are always talked about in the context of late payments. Mm. And typically, it's finance that raises those issues because they're the people that get to produce the data. So they, they see how long invoices have taken to get paid. They see what's overdue. They try to do something about it, but they're limited. And they're seeking help from elsewhere in the organization, typically. Because in many, many cases, we reckon it's 80-20 rule, you know, 80% of the time, there's something that you could or should do differently in order to ensure that you get paid on time. And very often those things are in the commercial area. They're outside the purview of finance. So what does that mean? It means that the more effective you are at highlighting issues of non-payment and chasing them, the more input you're going to require mm. from other people in the organization. Yeah. And it's not a deeply popular thing to be doing when it's perceived as, as peripheral to your job, at the very least, if not actually detrimental to your effectiveness. Yeah, like salespeople having yeah, to yeah. chase payments rather than sell. Yeah, I mean, that's actually, that's actually, uh, that's actually, it's actually not the case. And one of the things that, that we will be sharing as we develop our subscribers more is that if, you, if you're clever about the way that you position early contact with the customer, which should be put into your credit policy. In other words, not only do we care about terms, but to make sure that our transaction is clean, we are going to contact you early on, shortly after you get your invoice to make sure that everything's okay, yeah? Yes. A consequent, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, I was, sorry, I was gonna jump in and say, a lot of that material that you're hearing Simon talk about, you can also get as part of the course. Yeah. And I strongly encourage you to take it because the course is a tad longer than we have time for in this podcast. So let's just uh, focus on those last two types of responses, Simon, that we've received. So we've talked about the very long one. Mm -hmm. Now let's get to the very short one. This one is only three bullets. And so anonymizing the, the customer or the company that's, uh, that's written this, it in essence says, please find below the credit policy for company X. This policy is issued to all customers so that the terms and conditions of both the provision of service and the payment for that service are clear to both parties. So far, so good. The company offers credit terms based on the following criteria. And here are those three bullets. Standard credit terms are 30 days from date on invoice. The second bullet, upon receipt of the invoice, customers have 14 days to dispute any item within the invoice, after which it's assumed that the invoice is acceptable and therefore will be paid on time. And the third bullet, if the customer wishes to dispute an invoice, this should be through the email da-da-da or by telephone to the finance department on da-da-da. Short and sweet. Is that your idea of a short, I, easy I, to read I, th I, think, I think it's great. I mean, I have a, a couple of things that I would observe. Standard credit terms are 30 days from the date on the invoice. So the first thing is, do we produce our invoices promptly? So we deliver our right. good and our service. Because, you know, if it takes us a week to produce an invoice, we're automatically adding seven days to that cycle. So, Very good. good so, so, so assume that we produce the invoice in a timely fashion. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not being a pedant because actually many companies don't. They have something called unrecognized revenue which means that they've done stuff, goods or services, and they haven't actually billed for it. Yes. That's, that's a working capital investment in and of itself. So make sure you bill promptly. Yes, 30 days from date of invoice. Having a single credit term is really good if you can, if you can, can, if you can manage to get away with it. Um, then, um, if I you, you mean if your customers let you get away with well, it, well, to some extent, <laughs> unless you're in a very privileged position, what you have to d contend with when it comes to setting terms is what we call custom and practice. That's commercial reality in the sector within which you operate. Right. You know, if everybody in the sector standardly offers 
40-day credit terms, for example, which would be unusual, it's very difficult for you to come along and say, right, you're, you're all going to pay us in 10 days. That's our yes. standard term. Um, you might be able to if you have a, a very differentiated product or a particularly <coughs> good sales team, but generally that would present yeah. particular problems. Well, in some industries, the credit terms are 90, 120, 180 days as standard. So yeah. it's very hard to then come along with 30 days. But what about, um, you know, you have then have 14 days to raise disputes. Is that a good part? Well, I mean, first of all, this creates, in my view, an adversarial uh, situation because there will be many cases where there are reasons why customers are not paying you on time. And there are a couple of things to say here. One is it's a little bit unrealistic to expect that every time a customer sees a reason for not paying you on time, they are going to pick up the phone to this number or write to somebody at a website. They're much more inclined to actually sit on their hands and wait for somebody to call them. So yes. the first thing is that our our view is that particularly for your top customers, 80-20 rule, 20% of your customers, 80% of your receivables, those customers should be contacted by you specifically to ensure that there is nothing holding up the payment of the invoice. If you wait for them to contact you, it's going, it's yes. going to be a long wait. Yes. <laughs> uh, that's the reality. And, and the word dispute? Well, yes. I mean, if somebody has an issue, even if it's an unmet expectation, and I prefer, I prefer the term discrepancy, where discrepancy means unmet expectation, because it might mean, I thought I was going to get this, but I didn't get this, you know, or I thought you were going to put this on the invoice, but you didn't. So it's not, it's not, a, it's not a dispute, per se. Right. It's, it's, it's a misalignment. I mean, I, I'm always inclined to use gentle words here, because I assume, I don't assume malice. You know, discrepancy suggests I assume that something could have been done differently and you haven't met a customer expectation. Now, expectations are interesting because people can set expectations at a level which ensures that they always have a few bit, they always have wiggle room for not paying you. Yes. But you can still winkle them out. If you're in early contact with a customer, what, oh, we lost the, oh, you lost the invoice. That's a very common one, right? <laughs> so what you do is you make sure the customer gets a copy and in future, you maybe send it recorded delivery or you get a receipt and send it by email or whatever you do. But understand that customers play the game, uh, they will wait to notify a, dispute, a, a discrepancy typically, um, it, uh, and therefore you need to contact them. Right, uh, so in other words, swap out the word dispute for discrepancy. And by contacting them early, you turn it from an adversarial discussion to a, did you get our product or service? Was it satisfactory? You should by now have received our invoice. Can I just confirm that everything is in order? Right. Uh, you know, and then you've got a different discussion. Cool. So we've talked about the very long credit policy. We've talked about the ultra short one. And now here is the shortest of them all. Uh, this one participant to our course, Simon, uh, when uh, asked to go through the PDF template, develop your own how to get paid policy, that is credit policy, and, and then uh, pop it into the assignments box on Udemy, she wrote, no need to add. What does that tell you? Well, it doesn't tell me very much, actually. I don't know whether they don't give credit to their customers, but then if they don't give credit to their customers, what are they doing on a receivables course? So <laughs> at the end of the day, this kind of the fact that you're going on to a get paid on time course, and it's a good course, um, indicates that you are probably giving credit to your customers. And if you give credit to your customers, you certainly need a policy. And if you say, no, I don't? Um, I don't know whether it's no, I don't, or I don't have one, or I can't find it, or I don't do that kind of thing on Wednesdays. It could, be, it, 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 could be, it could be, but at the end of the day, one of the, we, there is a reason why we ask to see it. 
because if you don't have the internal discussion which says, here is the way we're going to treat customers. We're all going to sing from the same hymn sheet. It's 30 days, it's 15 days, or whatever it is. And here's how we're going to contact them to ensure that they pay us on time. If you don't have that discussion, then you can be very certain that you're going to be paid late and that you won't be in a very good position to, cr to keep that conversation civil. Yeah? I hope this discussion has helped you with the Udemy course. Uh, you can go to udemy.com, search for the How to Get Your Invoices Paid On Time, Every Time course. Uh, it's a fairly short one, and I'd like to say it's also a very good one that's both cost-effective and will also help you really turn your receivable situation around. And, we'll, and as the weeks go on, we'll continue to deal with some of the issues that our customers, that our participants of the course, uh, throw up. Thank you very much, Simon Littlewood.